Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the Airbnb Disney podcast. My name is Barry, and as always, I'm joined by that bearded beast, Bill. Bill, how are you feeling tonight? You know what? I am uh, feeling good. What about you, sir? Uh, I'm feeling well. I'm feeling well. I'm, I'm excited for this show. Uh, I think we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna uh, we're gonna delve into the Disney Plus show called The Boys, which uh, Bill put me onto. It's about the Sherman Brothers. Very good watch. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, there's also some Disney news we're gonna go over. Uh, you're gonna stay tuned because we always got some Disney. We got some Disney news talk and or I mean Disney parks talk. Yeah. So uh, yes. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good show. Um, first we wanted I wanted to talk about the um the news of this new uh contactless uh bag check that they're going to be doing that they've been testing at Disney Springs. Um and this is what this thing looks like. Okay, right here. As you can tell, they make it look very efficient. It looks like I'm a model for that. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and that that looks like Amanda Skeletsky in the background there. No, she'd be way in front of me. If yeah, that's true. And, and her backpack's way bigger. But this, it, it's a, it's supposed to be a contactless, uh, or I mean, yeah, a, a bag check. Um, and it's supposed to, as you can see from this slide, it's supposed to be able to distinguish between personal items and threats. Now, how, how efficient this is actually going to be, we don't know yet. I mean, it seems like it would be. Because you're you're basically solving two problems, you're the bag check, which we all know. Um, everybody was jammed in there like sardines, right? And you had to stand there, and the security guard is going through every single crevice of your backpack, and it was just it took forever. This solves that problem because you're going right through. There's there's a there's a security guard um, that uh, is watching with a monitor. So it's kind of like going through the airport and it's supposed to be able to distinguish between uh, something that looks like a threat. And it's also a metal detector as well. So it's doing those two things at once. Um, I I don't know. I see. They didn't always make everybody go through that metal detector. You know what I mean? Sometimes it was, I would just like volunteer myself. You know what I mean? And just go through. Sometimes they would wave me off. You know what I mean, Bill? How do you feel about the uh, contactless bag check? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I think it, it definitely has the potential to speed things up. On top of that, in this day and age, with all of the germs going around and the germaphobes, to uh, be able to have a point where people are not touching all of the things in my bag that's a wonderful thing, in my opinion. Um, when you are going to Disney with someone who always has a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, that's moi. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it would be a, a nice way to kind of uh, speed up the amount of time that it gets in. There was one time where we were going to Animal Kingdom. And the people who were behind us for a second... We're saying, man, we are going to get in the park and immediately go ride uh, the uh, Avatar ride, the uh, uh, Flight of Passage. 
uh, and they were upset, but they didn't have uh, fast passes, so they were going to have to stand in the normal line. And they were right behind us walking up. Mm -hmm. When we got through bag check and then made our way over there, they were getting off the ride, which is how long it took that day uh, for you to get your bag checked. It was like three plus hours. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it gets. I think Bill's exaggerating a little bit, but but it does get like that. It does get to be a pain. Um, Sherry asks, is, "Is it an X-ray?" It, uh, it ha- does have an X-ray. Um, so it's. I'm assuming it's the same thing at the airport. Uh, there's going to be one security guard there. They're supposed to be able to deem whether it's a threat or or a personal item, and if it's a metal, it's a metal detector as well. So if something's in there, a weapon or some sort. I, to me personally, I I felt a little more secure with the, with the security guard. I mean, he would he would go through every single thing. So you knew this guy was checking, you know, checking your stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, I think it's interesting because a lot of these things. This is I'm not saying that this COVID thing is a good good thing. I'm not saying that at all. But it's forced Disney to maybe implement some more efficient things that has has been going over parks over that are overseas. They've had this forever now, you know, yeah. and, and um, it's something that's probably, you, you, it's going to stick for, for forever, you know? And uh, so the thing is, I'm all, I bring my bag everywhere, everywhere I go in Disney. I do not, I never leave my bag and Rudy he busts my chops about it. You know, he, what do you need a bag for? Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you something. About three hours into the day, he wants to put all his junk that he buys at Galaxy's Edge. He wants to use my backpack for it. So, Bill, not so much. Bill's not as big with that kind of stuff. Now, Bill's a good guy. I, yeah, uh, I like him. Uh, Megan Horton says, hi. What's up, Megan? How are you? Yes. Uh, Sherry asks, so will you get pulled if they think you have something like at the airport? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, yeah, of course. I mean, yes, that would be the whole point of it. Um, I don't know exactly how it works. Uh, Jimmy Horn's got a comment here. He says, you mentioned the movie, the boys. So shameless plug here, but they have an interview uh, with Jeffrey Sherman a couple of years ago on the Disney nerds podcast. Uh, he is the son of Bob as well as the co-director and the co-producer of the boys. Yeah. Uh, that it's a very good podcast and I recommend it. Um, it's funny because uh, I, I uh, I'm kind of new to the podcasting world. Uh, and I wasn't aware uh, that that uh, interview existed. And uh, the day that um, the uh, the uh, the boys started out on Disney Plus, I put a uh, comment out on uh, Jeffrey Sherman's uh, wall saying, "Hey, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing this again," or whatever it was that I said. And uh, Jimmy uh, uh, pointed that out uh, then, so I, I, I took a listen to it uh, back then. It's it's very insightful. Um, so if you are craving more information that didn't make it into the movie that you, uh, that you saw, I highly recommend checking that out. Yes. And George says, I have a bag, but I can't oh, geez. Hey, Oh, Hey, uh, Jen says, I tried to go bagless once and it was terrible. Uh, I have like a, um, one of those backpacks that's, that has like the one strap that goes over here. It's great. And Bill said before, it's like a Mary Poppins bag. I just pull things out of there. I pull like eight lightsabers out of there, four umbrellas. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Carolyn mm-hmm. says, man, my husband and I get frisked all the time. Hey, hey. Uh, titanium makes all the bells go off. So whether we have a bag or not, we'll be in the x-ray machine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never been a guy. I've always been security first. doesn't bother me. Now, some people have something to hide and maybe they have a problem with it, you know, but I'm not. Yeah. I think uh, maybe, maybe uh, it's um, something that uh, uh, Carolyn, I don't know if Carolyn has like a, 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 like a a knee replacement, hip replacement, anything along those lines. But those are the kinds of things that, you know, like when I, whenever I'm traveling and I, and I take my mom, she's got uh, artificial knees, artificial hip. Um, So take it easy. We're, I saw that look. I saw that look. Um, but yeah, she always gets uh, pulled aside as well. Take it easy. I'm good. Chewing on ice again. All right. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Horn says thank you, Bill, for your oh yeah, of course for your glowing review. How many bowls of mashed potatoes do you give? See, that's not my thing. I don't uh, I don't uh, give out bowls of mashed potatoes. Uh, uh, but I would give it a definite thumbs up. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, Rudy Clark says he treats me my bag like a dirty pack mule. He does, and they make fun of me when I grab my bag. You go, "What are you, a girl who needs a bag through Disney?" And I'm telling you. Now, not- when you say they, who are you referring to? With just they? Rudy, just yeah. Rudy. Yeah, Ru- I say they because Rudy always has his uh, pet rock with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carolyn says uh, knee replacement. Hubs has two hip replacements, so. Yeah, I can imagine that thing's going off yep. left and right. Yep. Um, George says, I have no problem with security. That's part of the Disney bubble. And you're right. Listen, I don't want anything happening in my home. You know what I mean? So you do whatever you got to do with security. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Horn says, Rudy has an artificial cranium. And that didn't help him at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, had a brain helped. transplant, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our first main topic. Well, no, we have uh, we have uh, history still, Barry. Oh, that's uh, right. Bill has a uh, this t- this day in history. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, I will, and I'm going to actually start at the end of the list uh, this week. Um, uh oh, there we go. And uh, that was back in 2010. I think last week we talked about uh, Toy Story four. Uh, getting released to theater. Well, back in 2010, Toy Story 3. So 10 years ago, Toy Story 3 came out. That is kind of, that blows me away thinking about it. And uh, 1999, so a little over, Tarzan is now officially 21 years old. Uh, It was released in uh, uh, the U.S. in 1999. Uh, And the last one, and I saved this one from last on purpose, is in 1954, the Disney animated short Casey Bats Again, which is a sequel to the 1946 classic Casey at the Bat, is released. There are a total of two movies about uh, Casey, uh, and uh, as a result of that, they have Casey's in Magic Kingdom for uh, all of your eating pleasures. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we had, there are two movies that, uh, uh, helped, uh, spawn that Casey's legacy. And I was just curious, uh, what were Sunny Eclipse's movies again? 
He doesn't. He doesn't need a movie. Well, he's got movies on on other planets. He's he's interplanetary. He's out of this world. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't need your, your the Disney silly stuff. Okay, you know what I mean. That's it. Disney, okay. Disney pays Sunny Eclipse. Okay, uh-huh. to come in his rocket ship and perform Magic Kingdom every day. He's under contract. So that's saying something. Um, Jen says worst quick service ever. Wait, wait. Jen, what are you referring to? You know, I'd have to say the service at Casey's is not quick. It's never, ever quick. Bill. It's kind of painful, but Bill, it's worth it. Bill, you can't rush perfection. Exactly, Barry. Yep. Um. Okay, so now I think we can uh, we can go into our main topic here. Which is uh yeah yes Bill turned to turn this was his idea and uh, he wanted to talk about uh, the Sherman brothers and if you mm-hmm. don't know who the Sherman brothers are uh, it's Richard and Robert Sherman the two guys of course uh, the documentary was called the Boys the Sherman brother story it's this is not new this this came out in two thousand nine I'm not sure I'm not sure where it debuted first all I know is it's on Disney Plus now. And it was a very, very interesting, a very, very interesting uh, documentary, a sad documentary, <laughs> but uh, very, yeah, uh, that's, they were, they say he was his boys because they really were Walt, Walt's boys. They were um, the only, from what I've heard, they were the only musicians that were under contract by Walt Disney. That's how much he loved them. And, uh, they were two really talented guys. Yeah, the winner of two Oscars for Mary Poppins, best musical score, best original song for Chim Chimery. Uh, they were they were the only songwriters. Yep, under contract for Disney. While at Disney, the Sherman Brothers wrote more motion picture scores than any other songwriters in the history of film. Fifty nine of these songs are on a CD titled "The Sherman Brothers Songbook." I got to get that one. Yeah, I, actually, you know how uh, we always play uh, uh, songs on our way to the park? Uh, you know, I, I have the, the songs on my phone. Most yeah. of those came from uh, that, that album right there. Yeah, I was I was um, shocked because I knew who they were. I've heard of them. I knew that they did uh, Mary Poppins, of course. I knew that they did songs for Winnie the Pooh. What I didn't know is the songs that they had written for the theme park, um, which they wrote small world, which you can either thank them or not thank them for that. But also uh, uh, carousel of progress. It's a great big, beautiful tomorrow and a Tiki room song. I was very shocked by that. I, I didn't, I did not know that. I, and I, uh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. And weird, wild, wacky stuff. Yeah, Bill, you have a. Uh, let me see if I can. This is all the songs, right? Yep, yep. As you can see, uh, the first two: "Small World," "A Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow," "The Best Time of Your Life," also from Carousel of Progress, "Tiki Room," "One Little Spark." I, I, I did not know that. Uh, "Spoonful of Sugar," "Chim Chimarie," "Super Califidus," Feed the Birds, I Want to Be Like You, the Monkey Song from the Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which actually is not a Disney movie, which a lot of people think. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. why they're at the bottom there. Those last right. two were both not 
um, yeah, Sherman or from uh, the Disney catalog. Uh, and you're 16, which is kind of a weird song to me, but uh, I pop agree so- with you. It's from a very <laughs> different time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's uh, you know, to to have uh, an old man singing, "You're 16, you're beautiful, you're mine." Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it came from like a teenager's point of view or something like that. Jimmy Horn said he literally called them the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone I mean, did. Everyone did. Uh, it, 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 it wasn't just uh, Walt. It was uh, a lot of uh, folks. That's what how they were known. It was kind of their shorthand, their nickname for both of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew, of course, uh, Saving Mr. Banks, it was called, right? Uh-huh. Uh, um, I, I saw that movie, and they're, of course, they're featured in that. Um, so I knew them from there. Like I said, I, I knew about their Mary Poppins stuff. I didn't know how many projects they were actually involved in. Um, one of the stories I thought was really cool um, was how they came up with the Spoonful of Sugar song, which was, uh, I think it was Jeffrey Sherman. Yep. Came home from school. Um, and uh, he said to his father, uh, Bob, um, uh, they gave me the uh, Salk vaccine, which was a polio vaccine back then. Um, and he told him he they they put it on a sugar cube on a spoon, and they dripped it on there. And that's how they that's how they uh, that's how we had to eat it. And that gave him the idea for the song. And he like ran, you know, back mm-hmm. to Dick and said, "This is going to be a song in Mary Poppins." It's very it, it's cool how they uh, come up, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing uh, about that, and they also kind of talk about it in there, is there was a, a song that was their favorite song that they had written. They, uh, un, un, uh, Unlike what happened in um, the uh, uh, Saving Mr. Banks story, uh, the guys actually worked on those songs for about two and a half years before... Um, they that Walt Disney even had the contract uh, to uh, do Mary Poppins, so they were working on this for a long time. Yeah, and uh, they uh, got Julie Andrews involved, and they played all the songs for her. And there was th- their favorite song. She went, I, you know what? It's not right for Mary Poppins. It's too sentimental. It's too direct. Uh, you need something a little different. So that, the, and they were kind of like, Whoa, what do we do? How do we do this? Uh, and then that happened with, uh, with, uh, Jeff coming home and, uh, saying, yeah, yeah, I, I got the, the uh, medicine on, uh, on a sugar cube and bam, the yeah. rest is history. You know, and it's cool how other things from Mary Poppins made its way into, um, uh, or from, their their life as well you know like they talked about their grandfather who was also a songwriter um who uh, uh wrote the the football hero song um yeah. and how he loved flying kites and how that directly uh made its way into uh mary poppins as well uh as kind of a, a way to honor uh their grandfather yeah it, it was it was very insightful as to uh, the history of these projects. Um, the, I th- I'm pretty sure that the first song that they wrote uh, while they were under contract for Disney was, uh, or maybe they weren't on contract eight, but it was um, let's get together for the parent trap. Mm, that I was, think th- yeah. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think that was the first one they were intended to write, and then yeah. Walt actually talked them into writing a different song for uh, Annette Funicello. Right. Um, that and they both happened right around that same time, so I'm not positive which one came first, but I know that the the conversation to talk about let's get together most of the time they ended up talking about the Annette Funicello song, uh, yeah. uh, which they were like, Whoa. I wonder if that was actually true that, uh, that they Walt Disney had them working on this project for Mary Poppins, knowing that he didn't have the rights for it. Yet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, he, they had it. He had them working on it for like two and a half years. And uh, you know, they, they talked about that uh, and how cool it was that they got together. They wrote their notes up as far as, what they thought would make the best version of the musical. They underlined six different stories from Mary Poppins and came back to talk to Walt. And then bam, they had the exact same six as, uh, uh, as Walt had. So that's how they kind of knew it was, uh, uh, the way it worked. Tina says that was a great documentary. It was a great documentary. I'm wondering where, because it came out in 2009. I'm wondering where it exactly debuted. Was it like a special on ABC or something like that? Uh, no, it actually made its way into theaters. It started. In oh, theaters. did it? Okay. Yeah. Jimmy says Walt found them because of Annette. Yeah, I think that's, that's that may be true. Uh, yeah, Betsy's right. Betsy says Tall Paul was Annette's song, then Pineapple Princess. Yeah. Um, as far as Dick and Bob themselves. Yeah. They argued a lot, right? They had uh, they had a, a really good working relationship, but it seemed like they just didn't connect on a personal level. Well, you know that it's funny because they didn't connect on that level. You know, it from the very beginning, early on in the movie, uh, one of the uh, first things that uh, they ask uh, uh, Bob about is. Um, how did you uh, how did you get along um and um he was like uh, uh you know we we didn't uh i think is what he said and then they cut to dick who is saying oh man we got along great uh i looked up to him he was my idol uh so just seeing that disconnect yeah. that always was there you know from from an early time on was you know it's sad it's sad and you you never exactly learn why uh uh you know that there was i mean you you know there was always a disconnect but then that disconnect kept getting bigger over time as tends to happen you know over time if you don't uh, always see eye to eye and you continue working close um yeah more issues uh, tend to build up and things tend to get worse. Um, uh, it, it seemed to me that a lot of the tension came more from from uh, Bob's side. Uh, and maybe it had to do something with, he went away to World War II when he was 17. Yep, yep. Right? And not even talking about the war part of it, but when you when you go away when you're when you're 17, right, you lose a big chunk of your childhood. And they had already discussed that the two really didn't didn't get along from the beginning. They were kind of separate people, mm-hmm. you know. 
Uh, when you go away like that, uh, you lose a big part of your childhood, like I said, and um, f- you find out later in the documentary the things that he saw with the concentration camps and whatnot. Um, he also was injured. He came back from that, and and you know, you have you grow up fast. I would imagine when, when that happens. See, yeah, when you see death, when yeah. you see all of that. Uh, you know, and that and that's talked about as well. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dick says when he came back and they both started college at the same time that uh, you know while there was only a couple years difference between them that it was much more than that uh, because of everything that uh, that Bob went through when he was away uh, at war. You know, um, and and then you also just have the fact that they're both just very different personalities. Uh, one of the things that I loved is. Uh, uh, someone described it, and I don't remember who it was in the movie, but someone described it as a lot like the Lennon-McCartney relationship from the Beatles, where you've got someone who's more dark in brooding, and uh, you have someone who is uh, uh, more outgoing and uh, lighthearted. And while that yin and yang works on some levels that help complete and keep some things grounded while still... Uh, yeah. seeing that sunshine uh, that uh, sometimes it, uh, you know, it tends to uh, also I think that, blow up the relationship. I think that may have been um, Roy Disney Jr. That said that. Yeah, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Not positive about that. But um, when, when Dick came back from the war, uh, that's when they actually roomed together for a while. Um. Which again is strange for two people that don't get along with their brothers, you know. And uh, from there, you know, things kind of they, they, they. I'm not sure exactly how they got into music. I'm pretty sure Dick he didn't get into the piano stuff until uh, later. No, Dick Dick was always was uh, a, a musical kind of guy. Um, yeah, and yeah. He he. Uh, you know, he talks the story about how he heard a song and he was like, where's that coming from? And realized it's coming from inside his head. And that's when he decided right. when, uh, his right. dad said, OK, this is what you're going to school for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seemed to me that that uh, Dick was more the musical guy and Bob, um, the writer, you know. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. A lot of times with with music, that's the way you go. You've got someone who does the the music, and then yeah. someone who does the lyrics. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they 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 alluded to that with uh, Bob, uh, you know, Dick playing along and singing stuff, and then Bob would raise his hands and say something. Dick would stop and go, "Yeah, let's do that," and that's how they they were creating stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it would be it would be they they mentioned that like Dick would kind of just rush to the piano when somebody said, you know, we need something in 10 minutes and he would rush to the piano and try to write something. And Bob didn't, he didn't like that very much. Yeah. He hated that. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was more of a, he was slow, slow burn type of work on this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He described um, himself as uh, slow and plotting Yeah, where, uh, uh, you know, that, that, uh, and, uh, Richard is a spark plug. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they work with John Williams too, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, if you don't know who John Williams is, of course he's the he's the legendary movie composer from Star Wars, Indiana Jones, 
Superman, Superman, Harry Potter. I mean, he, yeah. he's done basically Jaws. He's done everything you ever thought about, and and they all work together. I'm not sure exactly. Was it Tom Sawyer that they worked on or something? Tom like Sawyer, that? yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was amazing because I'm a huge John Williams fan. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Uh, as far as they didn't really get, we didn't get answers as to. There had to be something else going on behind the scenes because you didn't get why there was no like fight that you heard about. Yeah. You know, that yeah. Because the family, even the two families, every time they would go to some type of premiere or they would be separated, you know, mm-hmm. on, on two sides, they never saw each other. I thought it was very strange. There had yeah. to be something else going on there. Well, they're, they're, you know, they, well, they kind of allude to that in the movie. You know, I mean, they, there's the they were kind of close for a while in the old days. They would all fly kites with uh, with uh, grandpa at the same time. But then after uh, Bob kind of had the breakdown that said, look, I need to get out of here. I need you to go get uh, some stuff for me. Um, that they, they allude to that kind of being that point, uh, that breaking point. Because yeah. after that, that's where things were very different. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that that uh, it, it definitely had always been there. The seeds had already been there, uh, but it, it sounds as if something about that situation was the tipping point. Uh, and they also allude to the fact that uh, when you have two people in a relationship, it's fine, but don't get your you know it's uh, something that uh, Abbott and Costello passed along from Laurel and Hardy uh, as far as don't get your wives involved because then. Yeah, you, 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 there's too much conflict, and that uh, sounds like that's kind of what happened there. Yeah, uh, as far as like uh, they did other things uh, besides Disney. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, when Walt passed away, uh, they got into that. Where I'm not sure was it? No, it wasn't Walt. It wasn't on Broadway. It was a show where they went to where Walt Disney. The, the last words to them were, "Keep it up, boys," or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a premiere, and I don't remember what it, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, keep up the good work. Um, and uh, then that was the last time that uh, they ever saw him. And they said um, that that was a goodbye to Walt Disney because they said they well they yeah, thought that never yeah he never said that to anything like that to them. And he they also said that they believed that he knew he was going to go into oh, yeah. way. Oh yeah. Um, at that point, uh, which he was sixty what was sixty five, so he was very young. Uh-huh. Uh, Tina points out that PTSD will do that to you. She's referring to Bob who was in the war. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like I said, when you see things like that, they, they alluded to that on um, bed noms and broomsticks where they were, you know, recreating mm-hmm. German mm-hmm. soldiers and stuff like that. Yep. It's gotta be tough. I mean, oh, especially God, I can't even imagine seeing what everyone in that generation uh, went through uh for in world war two and and, you know war was a lot less uh uh, it was a lot more hands-on uh so to speak you couldn't bomb people from however far away it was a lot of hand-to-hand and uh you know battle and field and uh seeing people getting blown up and Mm -hmm. uh, I, i can't imagine the awful things that they saw well, he also had a bad, uh, a very bad knee injury, um, yep. and uh, I don't know exactly what the knee injury is, but he he always had a cane after that. 
Uh-huh. Um, oh, that, they talk about that as far as, uh, uh, you know, he got caught up into some in barbed wire. And uh, yeah. then by the time he got himself untangled from the barbed wire, he got shot in the knee. Yeah. Uh, Tina says, wasn't it Mary Poppins on Broadway? It may have been. It was. It came out, uh, I think, 2012, though, on Broadway. Yeah. Um, so the Broadway happened later. I actually was uh, in a version of uh, Mary Poppins a few years ago. Um, I didn't get to do all of their songs or anything like that, but, um, so yeah, it came out some, I think 2012 is what, what's, uh, I'm thinking, uh, you know, they, they, they only had the Sherman brothers songs, but there were some other songs that were added that weren't done by the Shermans. Uh, Please tell me you were Bert. Were you Bert? No, I was not. No. (laughs) I would have gotten stuck in the chimney if I was. Married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, th- the Mary Poppins um, uh, premiere on Broadway, that was when you saw Dick go up to Bob. And again, he, f- it looked like he was very detracted, you know, and just not into the moment. But then again, he was, they're all getting older at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a, it was, it was a very nostalgic, uh, it was, it was, but it was a sad documentary, you know, oh, God, yeah. um, but great. I mean, and I think if you're a Disney fan, it, whether you're a fan of just the movies or the theme parks, whatever you want to watch this documentary, it was very good. Um, the one thing I think when we're talking about the tumultuous relationship between the two, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Sherman said. Uh, he said a quote. He said, in life, not everything turns out to be a Sherman Brothers musical, but somewhere in their songs, they do meet. Yep. Yep. And I thought that was the quote of the documentary. Mm. See, that's interesting because I, I actually picked a different quote um, that was um, by uh, John Lasseter, mm-hmm. uh, where he said uh, something to the effect of perfect moments. Uh, where uh, 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 dialogue, visuals, and animation, whatever, cannot communicate an emotion uh, as good as uh, the Sherman Brothers song can. Um, And, you know, that was one that really kind of stuck out to me, That you know, because they did have a knack. And it's something that, uh, you know, I I look back on their relationship with their dad. And, uh, you know, I think it's cool how their dad really pushed them together, uh, so to speak, and talked a lot about of, um, uh, you know, getting together. And um, let's see here, uh, 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 push them to work together, uh, and make sure that the song is singable, simple, and sincere. Um and, uh, you know, talked about uh, when they had that first curveball with the uh, Roy Rogers song or it was Roy mm-hmm. Rogers, right? Um, Not sure. Uh, but they had that first song that was going to be a big hit. And then uh, the uh, uh, the speech happened as far as uh, old soldiers uh, uh, never die. They just fade away and they. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, just seeing the, the, the relationship with their dad and how their dad kind of taught them that you know their dad writing only positive songs and then passing that along to them you know and that's something uh that you see in all of them um it's pretty you know i i yeah i don't know i i don't have an i I don't have enough words enough good words to to say about 
all of the different emotion that I, that I got from. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I definitely recommend it uh, mm-hmm. to, to, a, you know, if, like I said, if you're a Disney fan, uh, you definitely want to watch it. Jimmy Horn says, because of the terrible relationship uh, between PL Travers and the Disney team, the Sherman brothers weren't allowed to write any Mary Poppins songs after the original movie. Yeah. I mean, she, she definitely had a different vision for it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was her, you know, and of course, Walt Disney wanted to Disney fly it. And, uh, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> uh, it was a great segment, but it was, uh, it was depressing, not depressing. It was a great, uh, you know, great movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, you want it. You want everything that you see to have a Disney ending, you know? Uh, you yeah. want there to be that happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, sadly, a couple years after the movie uh, was released, uh, Bob Sherman passed away. Back in 2012, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Sherman passed away. And there was never that happy ending, you know? there was ne- They never got back together and, uh, and made amends. But, you know, it's from what you see in the story, not all stories have a happy ending. You know, really that yeah. was, that one was one that there was never a great relationship there. They they had a great working relationship in that one was able to complete what the other couldn't. And they, uh, both of their strengths together made for a very well-rounded uh, uh, songwriting team. Yeah. Um, so you, you have that, but there was never really a, a strong relationship there outside of that. Uh, but it was amazing what, uh, what they were able to accomplish. Uh, oh, no yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. Their working relationship was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you still just wish that they, uh, they would have gotten along, but some some people just don't. You know how it is with family, man. Sometimes, yeah. you yeah. know. You, I'm, listen, I, I, you know they loved each other. They're brothers, mm-hmm. but sometimes with family, they're just a pain in the butt. Sometimes, and you just don't. Something doesn't click, and you know. But yeah, yeah. great documentary. Yeah, yeah. So, so with their songs, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, the uh, small world, for example, um, and it's definitely an earworm, you know, <laughs> without a doubt, you hear it in the rest of the day, uh, you're doing that. And, you know, I, I always used to make the joke anytime I went on the ride, I would put on Facebook a uh, status. I did it. I don't know how many times that, uh, you know, I was writing small world and as near as I can tell the moral of the story is that it is a small world after all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it, it is deeper than that. You know, oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is uh, all about uh, uh, a, a, a plea to get, for everyone to get along uh, because we are all in this together. And uh, you know, that that's a message that especially right now, I think uh, we need to kind of keep in mind, you know, we are going to uh beat each other senseless if we don't start to try to come together, you know, and I don't, that's a, yeah, I don't want to get too far into uh, uh, politics or anything along those lines, but 
gosh, we've got to find a way to 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 mend these uh, huge differences that we have right now. I know that about it. Uh, the, you know, I haven't after watching the movie, I have a new respect for a small a small world. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I've always wanted to do it. There was a lot of people. Every vacation, like I'm there, I want to do the, the small world. Now, at first, it's a small world. It's fine. The problem is, you're on that ride for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so after a while, you're going. And I think that's people say, "Ah, oh, creepy dolls." The song, yeah. It's first of all, that, that's Walt's baby. It's not going anywhere. That's why everyone says I get kind of offended when people say, "Turn it into a tangled ride or do this." It's not going anywhere. Okay? Yeah, it, it yeah. was one. Of, it was originals. It's it's Walt's baby. It ain't going anywhere. So get that out of your mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I, you know, not that it's a ride that you can do over and over again. Once I'm finished with it, I'm finished for the vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but uh. As far as Carousel of Progress, I think that's a little more that too gets in your head, but it's not as annoying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a little more poppy and, you know, but mm-hmm. especially the, the 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 new 90s version they have at the end now, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Where everyone is uh, singing along with them and all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was cool with uh, um, Carousel of Progress, uh, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, how that is a song that was a testament to Walt's spirit and everything that Walt was about. Um, I, I thought that was a really uh, uh, kind of cool thing to, to hear in, in the movie uh, was how that song uh, was there. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, I don't remember where I saw it, but the, the best time of your life, still plays throughout Tomorrowland in the weird uh, tom- Tomorrow Man or Tomorrowland uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, sound. You know how you've got that very synth- uh, uh, synth-pop yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You can hear uh, Best Time of Your Life all of the time. One little spark. I didn't. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there are they're, they're new lyrics that were written uh, by others after... Right. Uh, after afterwards, but I, I think the original song, yeah. How about that? How about that? That is pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump over to something. Let's let's discuss some park stuff. Yes. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> yeah. I had a little bit of a a question for not only you, Bill. Uh huh. Um. But the people that are watching, I want you to come on here and and give us your uh, your input. I wanted to talk about we talk about the great attractions in Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about the great mm-hmm. attractions. I want to talk about the underrated attractions. So, from you, Bill, and the people that are watching, we're going to go park to park to park to park here. We're going to start at Hollywood Studios. Okay. So, what is your most underrated attraction? Or ride at Hollywood Studios. You know, I uh, uh, there are two that uh, come to mind, and one has been around a while, and we joke about, uh, especially after uh, Mapo gave the comment about how uh, it's the best ride ever. Uh, but uh, Star Tours, I think, holds up uh, yeah. pretty darn well. You know, from the queue all the way through, and getting on the ride and seeing a. Uh, 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 CP3O 
uh, and uh, going through the different uh, thing. I, you know, I think that's just really cool. Yeah, um, and no, it is, especially that, when, especially when they refurbed it. Yeah, to the new yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're able to uh, work in so many different, different missions different. and scenarios and things like that. Uh, Sean Williams says, "You guys." Rock love the show. Uh, Sean is a friend of ours. He has a show called the D cast. It's also a podcast. He's got, they got a, um, they have a, a page on Facebook. Go give them a like and follow. Uh, Cause he's a really great guy and they have a good show going on. So uh, um, the other one that, uh, that I think is pretty darn cool is the, uh, the Walt Disney presents feature that is over as you go towards um uh, Toy Story Land, mm-hmm. the the cinema there. Seeing uh, you know some of the stuff that's in there from uh, the old days and how they go about explaining how they did the uh, the the tiered animation. So when you zoom on zoom in on something, the moon doesn't get bigger as uh, you know you kind of go through scenery. So you see all of that. Then you see the Walt Disney yeah. Story and the theater. Um, I think that is a pretty amazing uh, uh thing to see as well george has frozen now george are you talking about the sing-along in studios or are you talking about uh the ride in epcot uh mm-hmm. cindy says star tours is the for her first ride out of studios uh cindy says toys for many but i don't think that uh, i don't think that's underrated that's a very uh, popular ride you know what i will say as far as that's concerned is i think that uh, the new rides over in Toy Story Land, uh, uh, get uh, get uh, a lot of the things. So people talk about Slinky being that, and I think as a result, Toy Story Mania is overlooked sometimes. Maybe uh, a little so bit. I think from that aspect, uh, uh, you know, it, I can see where where you could say make an argument for it being a little overrated or uh, underrated, rather. Well, I think I think that whenever you open a new attraction. The older attractions are, you know, they they go. Yeah. When it yeah. first comes out, it was remember you couldn't get fast passes. I think that was when oh, they no. first had. That mm-hmm. was when they had fa- paper fast passes, and you had to be at that park, and they were all gone within an hour. Mm-hmm. What about you, as far as uh, Hollywood Studios? Hollywood and, Studios uh, uh, underrated attractions. Well, um, Star Tours did come to mind with me, but I think I'm going to say Muppets 3D, and it's and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, I love theater shows, whether it's Philhar Magic or Tough to Be a Bug or whatever. Um, now, it could use an update. There's no doubt about that. But um, number one, on a hot day, it's great to go in there and just chill out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And two, it's, it's, a, it's a nice show. It's a good show. And I think, I think it, it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Nobody goes to studios and says, I can't wait to do Muppets 3D. But uh, yeah. Well, you know that. that- that was the last thing that uh, Jim Hansen, uh, uh, Jim Henson had his uh, hand in yeah. before he passed away. So that is the last Jim Henson uh, led Muppets vehicle. Uh, so just mm-hmm. to, to put it in that that aspect, uh, I think adds a little bit of nostalgia to that as well. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move over to Animal Kingdom. All right, uh, you said you were going to have a little bit of trouble with this, but. Uh... What would you say is your underrated attraction, Animal Kingdom? Well, you know, of the of the four parks, that's the one I think I spend the least amount of time in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So as a result, it's it's hard for harder for me to say uh, that. Um, but uh, if if I had to uh, I had to pick one, I'd, I'd uh, probably go the uh, the Dawa bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's your underrated attraction, the Dawa yeah, bar. Well, you know, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's something that you go to and you always enjoy. Oh no doubt. Yeah. Well, what about you? I think their Dawa bar is overrated now since they got rid of Takiti Punch. That was a punch in the gut. Uh-huh. Uh, George Millsop here says Sam Eagle loves all podcasts, but mostly the Airbnb Disney podcast. It's true. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with Dinosaur. And I think not that people don't like it. Oh, Betsy says it too, Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that people don't like it or enjoy it but it doesn't nearly get the amount of attention that I think it deserves. I'm, I'm a, I'm a dark ride lover of all things, Disney dark rides. So whenever I'm just a sucker when it comes to the dark rides and it's fun, it's, it's a, it's a fun ride, you know? Uh, I have a nostalgic feeling because we went on that ride on my senior trip, like four times in a row. And it was a little different back then, but it was, it's the same premise and everything. Uh, but yeah, that's my pick for uh, Animal Kingdom. George right. has the original Flights of Wonder. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, me neither. Okay, all right, Bill. We're going on to Mahik Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. All right, now uh, I think I'm going to get some flack for this, so I, I need you to uh, hear me out because I'm using the same logic that you just used for Dinosaur. Okay. People mover, I think, is one that uh, uh, what you get out of people mover, I think, is amazing. And it, it, I, in my opinion, uh, always will rank up there among the best rides in the park. Uh, and I'm not going to put it at the top Benny list, but it is right up there as far as the uh, best uh, best ride in the park, or one of the best rides in the park. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with Kim though. Yeah, Philharmagic. Yeah, Philharmagic is a, a, a pretty fantastic uh, as well, and I love that. But uh, People Mover for me uh, is my uh, underrated attraction. Uh, what about you, Barry? I think I know where you're going to go with this. Well, Betsy agree. I want to say Betsy agrees, and Sarah, our number one fan, also agrees. Loves the People Mover. Uh, uh, people movers uh great i think i think maybe it used to be underrated but now all of a sudden you got weights there like 30 and 40 minutes for that thing all of a sudden mm. but it is an, it is a great ride so relaxing uh, as far as me um i'm gonna go with and i know rudy's gonna break my stones uh, and i know exactly where you're going yeah. I, I actually have it written down right here yeah but again uh i'm a dark ride guy and i like uh, under the sea with the little mermaid dark mm-hmm. ride mm-hmm. um a lot of people gave it flack when it first came out they said oh it's lazy it's just a dark ride they want whatever i enjoy it i think it's a nice ride it's definitely better than nemo ride which you can compare it to um and there's never a wait hardly ever it averages what 15 minutes maybe on yeah. a busy day yeah. 15 20 minutes sometimes on a real busy day you can get 40 minutes I like the ride. I like the animatronics on it. 
Um, the Ursula animatronic is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go on YouTube and and there's a there's a little like a three minute clip on YouTube showing the making of that Ursula. And it it was amazing. I'm a fan of that ride, and I don't think it gets enough uh, it gets enough love. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. What well, do you guys? T- tucked back in the uh, way back corner of the park, uh, you know. I mean, yeah, you got Dumbo a little further over in uh, uh, in the corner, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think uh, that uh, it's something that uh, unless you know it's there, a lot of people can overlook that. You know, uh, you talking about Dumbo? No, I'm talking or about that- uh, uh, the Little Mermaid. Uh, oh, the- oh, 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 the Little Mermaid. I think that. Uh, I would imagine some folks don't even know it's it's back there. It's tucked away, uh, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, another one I have in mind now. It's not because I I don't do this ever when I go, but it's for kids. Uh, Enchanted Tales with Bill. Mm-hmm. That's a really good attraction for kids, Bill. I know. I know. I don't I've think you've ever been. done that. I've never been. Yeah. I, I I would like to check it out. You know, like that, that. That's the problem about going to Disney with like us going to yeah. Disney. There are things that we can't do without coming across is really creepy. You know? Well, I mean, listen, we're two grown men at vacation in Disney alone already, so. Uh, uh, I And I get that. And I get that. But, but put me in the back of a room uh, uh, with Belle telling stories, and I feel yeah. kind of stupid. Well, the good the, the thing is, though, is that it's a it's a walkthrough attraction, and yeah. you walk through different seasons. It has one of the coolest, one of the coolest, and I still don't know how they do it. Uh, a special effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you because you'll see it one day, Bill. But it's a window that turns into a door, and it is so cool. Um, and the animatronics on it are wonderful. It's good. Me and Mackenzie did it uh, alone, but the problem, the, the also the problem is, is that they have, they have. Um, they have uh, people join them. They'll ask you to 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 join them as to play parts and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. is so cool for kids. And at the end, they all take a picture with Belle as she's dancing around and everything. Yeah, Chris uh, says the mirror, and that's what it was. It was a mirror. The mirror and chain of tells is amazing. It is. Um, uh, Rebecca says, "Bear, I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm glad you were uh, tuning in." Mm-hmm. Um. Did you see uh, uh, Melican's uh, breaking news? Oh, Melican says, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Melican says, oh, you guys have probably missed. They just canceled Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Don't um, know if that's, you know, obviously we haven't seen that on the Disney website, but uh, Melican's is a, a very trustworthy source. So I'm not surprised by it, uh, you know, with all the cutbacks that they have to make right now. Um. Just don't know how that would work. It's another sad thing, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is unprecedented times, and I think people have to remember that it's it's it's. I think when we're looking back on this a year from now, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want you to be right about that. I hope it's just a year. Yeah, I think if in June, June, whatever today is, seventeenth. 18th, I think. 18th, okay. When we're looking back on this and we're saying, oh, that was a crazy time, life's going to be good. Uh, yeah, I understand why they have to do it. Mm-hmm, Cindy too. says, please don't cancel Christmas. Uh, that all depends, you know, if they 
have to if if they have another big wave. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, the uh, Christmas party is what I take that as, right? You know, the don't cancel yeah. Christmas party. Um, but uh, you know, certainly Christmas will happen in some way. Shaper. Oh yeah, they'll still have the decorations. They'll still have everything up, mm-hmm. and I'm sure by then they'll probably they'll probably have some some of the fireworks displays back, some of the parades back. You know, depending on how well things go there in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to our last one real quick. Uh, Epcot, yeah. Epcot, Epcot. Living with the land is uh, uh, my choice there. Um, another one that I have to do at least once. Every uh, time I visit, uh, yeah. you know, Disney World, um, I, I love w- all of the different things that it is. You know, uh, I love going through that dark ride at the beginning. I love seeing uh, the dog barking on the porch. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I love seeing uh, the buffalo and uh, the prairie dogs. Uh, I love the uh, the feel of like an old school grade school film clip uh, uh thing that you would see and then i love going through all of the uh, uh the the uh the produce and the the uh, uh fish and everything else i, I just think it's, yeah. it's a really cool ride what about it's you a really, it's a really good attraction that used to be called oh God, what was that called before that it was um something with the lamb but it wasn't living with the land i don't know I don't remember, but it had a different name when it first when it first came out. Uh, I, probably the three caballeros. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know if I'm saying that. Net the three ducks ride. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's great. It's never a line. I love the ambiance of the San Angel Inn. Yeah, um, I would say that is an underrated attraction. Uh, you know, like to me, there are just some moments in it that remind me and and i'm i i recognize i'm not the target audience for yeah. uh for that ride or really a lot a lot of the stuff in disney um uh but you know the three caballeros I, in it to me it just i can't watch it without thinking of like an episode of sesame street yeah and you know how they cut away from like uh uh uh, mr hooper which he's probably not on the show anymore uh or or oscar the grouch big bird whatever and they go to like something that's pre-recorded and uh i don't know why it just the the uh the videos that uh you kind of drive through kind of remind me uh of, of of sesame street for some reason these rides they they could all use an update I don't, I don't, it can't, who knows when the last time they were refurbished was. Um, but there's, there's rumors that it's going to be replaced by a Cocoa ride, which would make all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the funny thing about Three Caballeros is it's set in Brazil, not in Mexico. The right. movie is not uh, a Mexico yeah. uh, thing. So maybe if they open a Brazil, uh, uh, they can uh, move it over world. there. They can move uh, three caballeros yeah. over to the uh, the three caballeros ride reminds me um, uh, of a small world a little bit. There's 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 moments on where the dolls and things just remind yep. me of a small world. I'm yep. wondering if if they work together. Whoever built each one, the dolls for it, work together or whatever. But who knows? Mm. All right, we uh. 
Well, what about yours though? You, you, oh, three caballeros. I'm three sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we 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 uh yeah we're over an hour here. Uh, it was a we had a we had a great time tonight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, this episode is going to be up uh in a couple days. Uh, if you guys are um on uh Apple Podcasts, uh, or if you're not and you have an iPhone or whatever, go on there. Uh, listen to us, give us a rating. Cause that's, what's going to, you know, let us be seen a little more. And if you like what we're doing here on Facebook and why wouldn't you, you can give us a, a, a rating here. Yeah, five bowls of mashed potatoes. All of you are on Facebook right now. Yes. So mm-hmm. if you could give us a rating, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Give us a rating. Um, and, uh, yeah, when it comes out, just give us a download because we're, we're growing. It's slow, but surely. Uh, and people that are listening on the podcast, we stream this live on Facebook every Thursday at 8 p.m. You can find, um, and uh, we're also, Bill is really getting heavy into our Instagram page. Uh, we have an Instagram also. Uh, so go over there, give us a like and follow. We are growing. Our podcast numbers are growing, and, and I'm happy about it. I'm excited about it. Uh, and I'm thankful for you guys for uh, tuning in every week, you know. Uh, supporting us we it's 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 what we need and we really appreciate it yeah yeah so you got itunes uh stitcher google podcast spotify buzzsprout uh iheart radio uh we're all the we're out there on all of those platforms uh so uh whatever one you use if you uh could give us a download if you missed part of tonight's episode and want to go back and uh hear about the boys or whatever please uh please do that all right Oh, you know what? Before we go, there's really yep. one other thing. We can't, we can't, can't let this episode end without, um, oh, did I not upload this? Uh, that's that's why we didn't talk about it. Give me one second, Barry. Give me uh, uh, 30 seconds. No, here. you're fine. Uh, I can, I'm an, I'm an edit master, so I can edit this part out. With yeah, ease. we can edit, edit the whole thing, but uh, we well, can't forget. Oh. This Sunday is Father's Day. If you are a father, if you uh, have played a uh, role of uh, uh, an adult male that maybe wasn't your child, but uh, you were a father figure to them, thank you very much. Um, You know, that uh, what you do makes a huge difference. Just as, uh, you know, back on Mom's Day, we talked about that, but... uh, uh, thank you to all the fathers and to all of the uh, men who serve as father figures in this yes. world. Happy Father's Day on Sunday. And you know, Rudy, if he's watching, he owes me a happy Father's Day because I'm his daddy. I don't know if he knew that. <laughs> I I do know that as a matter. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for joining us. And uh, you have a great night. And we will see you again next Thursday at 8 p.m. Good night, everybody. <laughs>